verses 14 through 17. When you say it, have amen, say amen. amen. When you have it, say amen. amen. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, thou, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. You may be seated. Have you ever felt, as the song said, I don't care who's looking at me. Nothing else matters. Amen. Do you know those that are standing on the corner, the, the light holding up those signs, whether it's homeless, work for food, to them, they don't care who's looking at them. Nothing else matters. All they want is for you to pay attention and help them with whatever's on that sign. Whatever it is you're going through, can you really say, I don't care who's looking at me. When it's time for me to praise, I don't care. I mean, sometimes you get all uh, uh, bubbly inside. You just start crying. I don't care who's seeing me cry. Don't nothing else matter. I'm going to do what has to be done. And, and in the song it says, regardless, I will lift up a song of worship. And I will give you praise. Do you know that's all God wants? He, he wants his due. His praise. We want to talk about sacrifice this morning. Last Thursday, we said, we know we have all the characters of God in us. Amen. Even though they might seem dormant, they are there. We were asked, what are we willing to surrender to activate them? And that's a personal question everyone must ask themselves. What am I willing to do to activate the very character that lies dormant in me? I know 
uh, Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift that's within you. What you got to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than these? Some writers said that because of what Peter did, because he had a threefold denial of Christ, it was required of him a threefold confession of love. What could more than these be? For Peter, more than these could be more than the occupation, more than the employment, more than the nets and fishing, more than the boats, or more than the disciples. If you love me more, he said, feed my sheep. Jesus made them fishers of men. But in our case, what could the more than these be? What is it that we could be loving more than Jesus? Selah. Even though we have a million questions for God, Jesus just has one. Do you love me more than these? The proof of our love comes in our sacrifice to him. There's no greater sacrifice. No greater sacrifice than to sacrifice your life. Romans tells us to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable under God, which is the least that you could do. There is no other person that can sacrifice more than Jesus. No one else in the world can love us more than Father God and Jesus Christ. The word sacrifice means the offering of something. A forfeiture of something highly valued. What could you offer of more value than your life? Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus didn't need help, but he sacrificed his life to give us help. Hebrews 2, it says, Jesus took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. And in all things it behooved, or he found it necessary to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. In verse 18, it says, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to secure or help them that are tempted. So when you're going through what you're going through, Jesus has already been through to help you get through what you got to go through. Don't ask me to repeat that. When this question is asked, how do we sometimes respond? Let's look at what some others said in Matthew. Look at in Matthew 8, 19 through 22. And a certain scribe came and saith unto him, Master, 
I will follow thee whithersoever thou go. Anybody ever felt that way? When you high on Jesus, just received him, when you really said nothing else matters, I don't care who looking at me, I'm just going to praise him. When everything is going great, we all feel that way. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Everybody has their own particular circumstances and situations of what has to be done or what they have to do. Some people followed and some had reasons why they didn't follow. And some followed just for the bread of miracles. Today, some follow for the same reasons. Jesus, as, as long as everything is good, as long as I don't have to do anything, I got you back. We good. But following requires feeding not just eating. Following requires giving, not just receiving. Following requires letting go of the these things that are in your life. Let's talk about character again for a moment. We just want to keep it real. Real as can be. Love me more than these. Somebody is saying this to God. God, I need your love increased in me. I really do. Lord, I, I, I need some patience. I ain't ready for that long suffering. God, let's just start with patience. God, if you, you really knew where I'm coming from, I mean, I mean God know where you come from. Anybody, anybody, just touching anybody anywhere? Amen. Now you're saying, Lord, why is my spouse acting and treating me like this? Amen. Jesus. So God gives you response. And God is saying this. You asked me for patience. Who do you think I'm going to use to give you your patience? And, and while I'm working on your patience, I might as well use them to work on the love that you said that you have for me. How many still want the Lord to use them? <laughs> Where do you think God starts? Let, let me share this scripture with you. It's free. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. 
your ministry, your love, your patience, and temperance starts at home, in front of your wife, your husband, your children, and parents. Before a stranger sees the light, your family should, whether they give you the honor you think you deserve or not. Amen, fans. Here's a thought. The scripture says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Where is your light? I ask again, where is your light? Are you looking at the light? Or are you in the light being looked at? Are you looking at the light from a distance? Or are you in the light being looked at by others? If you are looking at the light, it might mean you are not quite in the light because of the things you love. We need to do more than see the light. We must be the light. Now, let's look at an example of Abraham. Going to Genesis 22, <clears throat> verse 1. Genesis 22, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. When, when God is speaking to us, are we listening? Do we hear when he speaks? And if we do, do we respond? But so we may be clear understanding, God did not tempt Abraham with evil. Amen. He tried him. And it was not with evil that he was tried. One writer says he put Abraham to the test. How many of you are being put to the test today? In some way, some manner, how many of you are being put to the test? How many have found out we are tried, but by what we speak? What you say you believe you are tested by. If you say, I love you, Lord, more than these, you will find out what your more than these are. Because they will pop up and you get tried to see if you're going to Go with the, these or go with him. Look at verse 2. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. See what is happening here? God said, take thy son, thy only son, whom thou loves. That's what I want you to take. God knows what and who you love. God knows if you love them 
more than him. Oh, yeah. But can you see this also? God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son that he loves. God did not ask Abraham to do what he would not do himself. You hear me today. God was not asking Abraham to do something that he wouldn't do. See, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. God loves us more than these. So what we are asking to do today is no more than what he has already done. God is not tempting us, but our words are testing us by what we say we believe. Look at verse 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. He didn't take him a month before he decided to do it. You know how we are. God speaks. Okay, Lord, I, I, I'll get to it. Uh, I just, I got a few things to tidy up. God didn't tell you to tidy nothing up. He said, go, do. When he speaks, how long does it take? When you are called for dinner, do you wait for the food to get cold? You like it hot. Are we waiting for the word to get cold before we go? Or do you like it hot? I mean, me. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the food preacher. When I get a steak, I want it right off the grill. Do not call me an hour later. You didn't cook too much. I want it hot. I want to see it sizzling in the plate. That's when it's best. Do you know when God calls you, when God gives you a word, right then is when it's best. Because it's for you right then. Oh, like the, ooh, like fire shut up in my bones. Oh, it's, it's, it's right. Do you know the song that is played? It ain't as effective three hours later than it is when you right there in the service giving him praise and honor. Don't wait on it. Don't wait on it. There are things God has told us. But we are still loving other things. God has given us a word to share. But we put it in our back pocket. Let's see how I do it later. It may not be a sharing word for the congregation. It may be simply something to share for some individual. There's been so many times, so I mean, so many opportunities and times that the Lord has been speaking and, and I'm talking to somebody and, and they, they say something and it was, it's a word. Well, let me write that down. 
And I write it down and say, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to work on this. And, and this, is, this is a word for somebody, for, for the congregation on, on next week. But before that week is out, I didn't already share it with somebody. Because that's, that's what it was for. But you, you got to listen when God is speaking. Now, Abraham took his son to the designated place. We, we know for much what happened to Abraham and, and what went on. But Abraham took his son to the designated place. He was ready to do as God commanded. We know Isaac asked Abraham, where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide himself a lamb sacrifice. You hear the words? God will provide himself a lamb sacrifice. While obeying the voice of God, Abraham walked by faith, believing God. Can we see Isaac was the representation of Jesus Christ's real sacrifice. Amen. Isaac was now fully offered both by his father and by himself. The father yields up the son. The son gives up his life on both sides. But God spared Abraham. But he followed through with Jesus. He asked Abraham to do what father had already did. But I want you to look. Go down to verse 11. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon thy lad, neither do thou anything that unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, for him. Here, Abraham regards God more than he did Isaac. Amen. Do we regard? Do we consider? Do we esteem or, or look at God more attentive than the these in our life? But there's another point here. It is the angel that says, for now I know that thou fearest God. Amen. God already knows where you stand. God will not ask you to do anything that he doesn't already know the ending of. Amen. He already understands your thoughts are far off. God will not ask you to do anything wrong. God will not do anything to hurt you. God is simply asking, do you love me more than these? It is in the these things that cause you to do wrong. It is in the these things that cause you to get hurt. When a person loves a car, when they love their house, even if they love spouses more than God, that's when you get hurt. Did you hear me? Cars fail you. Houses break down. Amen. While spouses 
come to disagreements and disappointments. But with Jesus comes, the character of God does not fail, Amen. does not upset, does not disagree, does not hurt, does not harm, is not wrong, will not break down, but will increase as you give and let go of the these. Let's close with some true love being shown. Acts chapter 6. First of all, it says in verse 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Everybody see what it was full of? He was full of faith and power. Miracles were being done. Like today, people want the benefits, but not the truth. Let's look at verse 10. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. The people in verse 9 could not dispute the truth. But they got stirred up. They found false witnesses. They spoke words against him. In other words, just like they came against Jesus then, they came against Stephen. We are going to see persecution today. We're going to be talked about by friends, family, and relatives. We already know who our enemies are. Now, go to chapter 7. Although, or should I say all through this chapter, Stephen preached and gave them true revelation of the scriptures. People didn't want to hear the truth. To tell the truth means to expose the lies. People today would rather believe a lie than the truth. Now look at verse 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. The last time I looked, truth was not being lifted up. People are worshiping the creature more than the creator. All you can see is lies being spoken and followed today. Verse 55 says, but he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. I want to say that again. Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, behold, I see the heavens open and the son of man standing on the right hand of God. This was when he was preaching. This is when he was speaking what God was saying unto him to say to the people. What I want you to see is before they even did anything to Stephen, the windows of heaven had already opened. Before they threw the first rock, the heavens had already opened up. And Jesus, who sits at the right hand of God, now he was standing. 
I want to know when you praise God, can you get Jesus to stand up and see your praise and see how you love him more than these? We always hear about Jesus sitting on the right hand. But at this particular time, Jesus was standing. Stephen had touched the heart of God. They were looking and listening to what was being said. When you give him praise, when you give him honor, is he listening to what you're saying? Are you listening to what he is saying unto you? Look at verse 57. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. The people could not handle the truth. They could not bear to hear and could not see. They were in love with things more than the Lord. 58 says, and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes as a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord, Jesus, receive my spirit. Stephen was in the light, and the light was in him. He touched God with his faith and love, and you see it by this next verse. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. In spite of what they were doing, in spite of what they were throwing, he said, lay it not to their charge. Saints, I'm saying to you, this was the true character of God being exercised. When somebody is persecuting you, when somebody is cussing you out, when somebody is doing things to you they should not do, do you say, Lord, lay it not to their charge, or you say, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get my revenge. You may not see it coming, but I'm going to hit you with a rock sooner or later. If I don't do it, I get somebody else to do it. I get Bubba. Stephen's love was greater than the hate. Why? Because Jesus died for them as well as us. Amen. God forgave what they did to his son. Jesus forgave by dying. The forgiveness was greater than the revenge. The characteristic of God was greater than the characteristic of man. With that note, what do you love that is greater than God? Only you can answer. Examine this question and begin to tear down the walls of the things that is hindering you and your relationship with God. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.